Beyond the Disney parks, there's a whole lot more fun and entertainment in store. Ideally situated between the Disney theme parks and the Disney hotels, Disney Village offers action galore. It's open all day and long into the night. There's no entrance fee, so you can enjoy something new every night. A place to dine, enjoy a drink, have a dance, listen to terrific music or attend a concert. Disney caters for all tastes, with a great selection of restaurants to choose from. As well as dining with Disney characters at Cafe Mickey, there's also the Rainforest Cafe or Planet Hollywood for a star-studded night out. And for a Bavarian feast, try King Ludwig's Castle. Disney Village is also the setting for the spectacular dinner show Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show. Hold on to your hats, tuck into the Texas-style food and cheer on all the live rough-riding action. For those with more energy to burn, you can dance up a storm at Hurricanes Nightclub. From t-shirts to baseball caps, cuddly Disney toys to unique collector items, a selection of shops offer everything you need to bring home the memories. Another one, you probably haven't been to it, the Steakhouse. Nope. Uh, no one's Which is weird because I love steakhouses. Well, there actually. you go. You need to get there as well. The steaks are nice. A little bit on the small side, but they are nice. Um, nobody's mentioned it on the feedback we've got. It describes it in the press pack as the steakhouse with its jazzy vibe. Tells the tale of one of USA's biggest cities, Chicago. Goes on to say this warehouse transformed into an elegant 1930s steakhouse is most for the hearty eaters, serving up mouth-watering grills and the very best Chicago-style steaks. Now, it's great. Again, it's Disney. It's Disneyland Paris. They've got a, a backstory to it. They've given it the story. This is a warehouse. Obviously, it wasn't because it was purpose-built, and you can tell when you look into the roof when it's modern uh, gantry and stuff like that. But it's all brickwork. They've got like paint, um, like signs painted on the wall as if it was a warehouse. So it, it follows the story. And if you've never looked into the story, you probably don't even realise it, but when you now you know the story of this warehouse from the 1930s transformed into a steakhouse, it's just obvious. You can see... There's uh, the bar area, which has pictures of all the different people who used to work in the uh, in the city. It is very well themed. So, Simon, if you love steak and you love theming, you definitely need to try the steakhouse. Now, are we talking Chicago-style steaks or are we talking French-style steaks? Because I'm very confused being in Paris, but having American-style steaks. Can the French even bring themselves to cook steak in a way that is not the French way? From my experience of this steakhouse, it was very much the French style. Now, it might have just have been the vert at the time I was there. So if anyone has uh, any other experiences of the grills and the, the steaks in the steakhouse, let us know. I but, feel I should say here, though, I mean, the French way of cooking steak is delicious. So uh, there's no problem with oh, no, that. It was, I'm, just, very, I'm just, just raising the point. Yeah, just raising the point. It, it's very tasty. Although it says there, for the hearty eaters, I was hungry once I left the steakhouse because it's only a small piece of uh, me again and, quite french yeah they must have very small stomachs if it's for hearty eaters it's the uh, french steak <laughs> yeah nobody mentioned anything about that so we'll just keep moving on new york style sandwiches now i've never tried the new york style sandwiches especially since um the world uh, uh, i was gonna say the world of sandwich that's me well well uh, it's a big place Earl of sandwich you could call it the world of sandwich I do, I do well it's definitely my world of sandwiches but yeah it's very not the same but it's hot Hot and cold paninis, they do have a little pizzas, salad bar, sandwiches, takeaway. There's a tiny little area for seating, um, but it is more And again, of a I'm not drink. sure we've got anyone actually mentioning it as one of their favourites. No, nobody's mentioned it. Um, prob- a big shame. If anyone did love it, it probably has been taken over by, by the, Earl. the world of Earl's sandwiches. 
Oh, the world of Earl. We've even got rhyming in here now. <laughs> but yeah, nothing much I can say for that one. Is there available if you want more of a takeaway? I'm not sure about the prices either, but I wouldn't. I can't say they'd be much more expensive than the uh, Earl of Sandwich because the prices there are very reasonable. Rainforest Cafe. Now, it, it only, it's only taken me... It's probably last year. It's only last year that I found out that Rainforest Cafe wasn't uh, a Disney property. No, it isn't, no. Obviously, because I've never been to another Rainforest Cafe. I know there's one in London, I think, and there's obviously a few across the world in different locations. But I they have a fantastic one in Disney, in downtown Disney, by the way. It's a whole volcano oh, at wow. the side of uh, Complex, I suppose you'd call it. But that's that's really spectacular. But yeah, a Rainforest Cafe just fits in with Disney, doesn't it? The theme in. It got really does. Animatronic. It really does. It's like Disney theming, but not done by Disney. Yeah, animatronics of elephants that randomly come on, and the monkeys, and... The fish tank, there's a big fountain. Again, if you love theming, you've got to go there. Some people won't agree that the food's very, as, as good as other places. But... Uh, I don't know. It's, this is actually one that I've been to, and I do think the food there is pretty good. And also, the fantastic bit is when the, uh, what what would it be, like a tropical storm comes oh, in once yes, an hour yes, or something, right, yeah. and the whole place goes dark and the animals come to life. That's awesome. That's a lot of fun. It is. The food was nice, but there's just probably the same, if not better, places elsewhere, and it's one that our students love going to because of the theming, but also because of the uh, the sharing options that are available. So there's like the sharing. Uh, I think there's a I think there's a sharing starter. There's definitely a sharing dessert, which is the volcano stack, which is the brownies and the ice cream, um, which is delicious. It is. Um, they normally share it between about six or seven of them. Me and me. Really, really. Uh, well, that's what they say because they've got. Your no, students have small stomachs. They've got no money. Um, Fair play to them, then. But I'll me, give them that one. Me and Mrs. Williamson did definitely share it between both of us. And there was there was space for more, actually, in my stomach. But <laughs> <laughs> King Ludwig's Castle, one that I would I think I'm going to have to try this one, just reading people's uh, opinions and looking at the pictures. This particular restaurant is original, to say the least. It invites guests to step back in time to the medieval age, something which I would love to do and I haven't had a chance to do it. Took into new recipes. Meat Lovers is definitely on there, so I love meat, so I'll be in there. Um, it also has traditional meals in fairy tale surroundings. Have you ever tasted any of the delights of King Ludwig's castle? No, but I'm interested to read that it says guests will discover the inspiration behind Sleeping Beauty Castle. Get ready to feast like a king. Um, feast, feast like a king sounds good to me. Did was it King Ludwig that uh, Neuschwanstein was built for, or is it Neuschwanstein that actually no Sleeping Beauty's castle is not Neuschwanstein, is it? It's um. It's one in France. In France, yeah. It's a, it's an abbey uh, that I cannot remember the name of. Cafe Fantasia will have to step in and help us out here. I'm sure he'll find out. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> it's that... going to hit me in like two hours and I go, oh, rats, that's what it is. If you record it on your phone, send it in. We'll put it in this section. We'll edit it in so nobody knows the difference. Oh, that's clever. That's a very <laughs> cheeky idea. Um, I definitely want Yes, I've it. not eaten here in answer to the original question. Uh, Heather Clements at Yesterday's Lady on Twitter. King Ludwig's is her uh, choice of food. Delicious food and gorgeous decor. Looking at the pictures, I definitely need to try it out. It's it's quite a big one, isn't it? As well, if I uh, remember correctly. I, again, I've not been in there, but uh, yeah, it looks pretty it's, large. It does look bigger uh, on the inside, like a TARDIS, than it does on the outside. It doesn't look like it's a really big, um, inviting place. As far as I can remember, it's just the window of like the shop area that, um, and the door on the side, like in the castle-themed building. But it does look amazing on the inside. NIDLP Geek, so Luke on Twitter. Well, it's actually via email. 
Um, I'll read all of his uh, section here about Disney Village. Uh, yeah, just as a side note, you could not fit this in a tweet. No, you couldn't. This is not 140 <laughs> characters by De- any means. Definitely not. You've upset Simon here, Luke. Come on. Um, <laughs> it does mention King Ludwig's Castle, so we'll talk about it. He said, The food is where Disney Village excels, and it's easily the best part of the entire complex. We have a huge variety of themed eateries like Annette's Diner and King Ludwig's and popular ba- brands like McDonald's. Mm, popular... For a lot of people, probably. Uh, and brand, plan- say. Yeah. It's a brand. A, a brand. And Planet Hollywood's there as well, uh, so there's something for everyone. Though For those on a budget, it's best sticking to the more affordable brand restaurants. Because, uh, yeah, the brand ones are a lot cheaper. Uh, McDonald's, for example, is just the same price as it would be in Britain. Earl the Sandwich is probably the similar prices to Subway you would get in this country as well. But So, like, the King Ludwig's... I can't say it right. King Ludwig's. Castle um, and probably Rainforest is a little bit more expensive as well, even though that is the brand as well. His personal favourite, though, has to be Annette's. It is some of the best theming from any restaurant, and it's a delicious menu too for any burger lovers like himself. So I'm kind of going against what Luke says there about the theming. I think the original idea of the theming is brilliant, but I think just the quality of it at the moment is what's letting it down for me personally. Interesting. I mean, I'm, I, I would still sit here and say Rainforest Cafe because none of the other ones have amazing animatronics. And for Disney, Par- Disneyland Paris fans and Disney pa- fans in general, that's got to be a. a couple oh, we of... love a good animatronic. It's got to be. It's... When do you ever get a you know a rainstorm during your meal? It doesn't happen. Oh, it doesn't happen. At... Well, if you're in Cumbria and you happen, it's a lovely sunny day. You're at the park having something to eat. It rains on you then. Okay, sorry. I mean, <laughs> uh, dry tropical rainstorm. With gorillas. There you go. That, uh, do, you, do you have that in Cumbria? Mm, it depends if you're at the uh, zoo or not, but uh, that's, another, <laughs> that's another story. We've still got loads to go. Planet Hollywood, probably one of the restaurants I do go to the most, uh, mainly because my head of department I visit Disneyland Paris with on the trips uh, with the students. She's a, well, she says she's a vegetarian. I uh, hope she's not listening to this podcast. She can have, there's a, there's, for her, it satisfies her with the, like the lasagna, the vegetable lasagna, there's the uh, vegetable options, but also when she feels like having a burger, even though she's a vegetarian, there's the burgers for her as well. Wait, what? Hang on a minute. <laughs> that's, that's cheating. If you're going to be a vegetarian, you've got to be a vegetarian. Yeah, she normally is, but when she's a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> normally is a vegetarian. Yeah. But when we... it's a Tuesday, though. Well, we're there Monday and Tuesday, so maybe that's why. <laughs> it says the first ever movie-themed restaurant. The brand, the brand Planet Hollywood the is. brand, presumably. Yeah, Planet Hollywood now boasts a brand-new menu with fresh produce, a star of the show. The, main, the menu features all from the old favourites, burgers, salads, chicken, crunch, and lasagna, as well as some newly introduced dishes such as Kung, Poo, or sorry, Kung Pao chicken, noodles, uh, beef or prawn. As for the decor, the items on display are from the largest collection of international movie memorabilia in France. Now, again, if I'm thinking back to what it used to be like a few years ago, this theming-wise used to be quite a good place. It's very run down now again. Um, I'm so sick of seeing the Beetlejuice character with his extendable arms and hammers on the end. I'm so sick of seeing the same old memorabilia on the wall. Now, I know they can't go changing it, and it's kind of a museum piece on the wall there, but there's so many things they could do with it. Again, when I was younger, I used to love the outside of Planet Hollywood as well, the big bowling ball that you walk up into. But now when I'm thinking about it from a fan point of view and from the theming point of view, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, It does a bit, doesn't it? And if they're going to go down a more Art Deco route or a more modern route, I couldn't imagine 
that could be something to look at possibly re-theming or getting rid of. Especially seeing as though the Planet Hollywood as a brand, they've, re- they've redeveloped their brand many, many years ago and they've went for a more modern, crisp, fresh approach, whereas they still use all the old Planet Hollywood signage and branding. So, so I mean, the whole restaurant is a museum then, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's a museum of the Planet, Planet Hollywood branding as well as the, uh, the memorabilia from the international movie scene. And again, I don't think we have anyone in the comments who said that Planet Hollywood is their favourite, or indeed mentioned it at all, actually. No, that's true. Which I, was I mean, su- skim through. I was surprised that it really, like I said, it's one of the ones I probably visited the most, mainly because of my fussy eating habits. I knew that when I went to Planet Hollywood, if I wanted chicken for the start, I got chicken strips. If I wanted burger, I could ask for a plain burger. If I wanted um, a dessert, I got the dessert. But then, obviously, once I grew up a little bit and actually matured, and then decided to try steaks, and then decided to try other types of burger. Um, so it was probably one of the first places I eat, uh, I've eaten in Disney Village. It's probably why I always go back there. But thinking about it, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about it anymore. I like how you, you diversified from burger to steaks and other types of burger. <laughs> yeah, it comes back to burger all the time. Very continental. <laughs> other types of burger, so that's with bacon, cheese. It's a shame it's not on this list, Café Cascadeur Burgers. And I, I always keep, anyone mentions it, I always jump on a tweet, but I love it. Um, when it's open, that is, because it's, it's, clo- it's closed quite a lot, actually. Earl of Sandwich. Oh, this is a big one. Well, got... before we start on this one, we had, I've just tallied this up. We've had 13 listener comments on restaurants. Six of them go on about Earl of Sandwich or just are entirely about the love of Earl of Sandwich. This is a, this is a proper fan favourite we've got on our hands here. It is, and again, for those people that say we don't want brands in Disney Village, I would say probably half of them, if not more, have probably eaten an Earl of Sandwich and think that is amazing. Welcome to the restaurant named after the fourth Earl of Sandwich, where guests can tuck into the world's greatest hot sandwich. Now, I don't know who has tested that, but it is pretty great. Freshly prepared to order, the menu features a refined selection of sandwiches, breakfast fare, wraps and salads for a tasty break in a prime location opposite Lake Disney. Do you class that as prime location at the, um, back, at the back of Disney Village? I don't know, because if you're, say if you're coming in from the hotels, which, I mean, say when I've been, I pretty much always have been. Last time I went, I stayed at the Newport Bay Hotel, and it's, it's like right on the way as you enter Disney Village. So it's, I mean, you can't fail to miss it, really. If you're heading in and you're a bit peckish, it's the first place you hit, and you go, mm, yeah, wouldn't mind a... Wouldn't mind a snack there. But then again, if you're going in the other direction, or indeed if you're just milling around at the park end, then I can't really understand how you'd just stumble across it. That is true, because if, you, if you're starting from the world of Disney, the lovely Art Deco building, and if, you're not, if you don't know much about Disney Village, you keep walking, you keep walking, and you kind of start to think, well, wait a minute, there's an old nightclub here that's just some stairs. There's nothing there. I've got all these old shop fronts. Oh, look, there's a Lego store. That looks nice. Then there's nothing else. And then you can see a balloon in the distance, but there's nothing to say that there's this really lovely Earl of Sandwich, a lovely building as well, at the back of the park. Nonetheless, Um, though, clearly people have found it. Oh, they definitely have. People love it. And we're not saying everyone's missing it completely, but it's just like it says there on the uh, press kit, it's in in a prime location. For me, a prime location, obviously there are people walking past it all the time. So I would from... say World of Disney is a prime location. It is. Uh, or even if they would, if this was to take over where um, Hurricane's Disco was and they had put in this big, nice glass-fronted building in the middle of Disney Village, that would, for me, be a prime location because you've got all the shops 
Um, I'm not sure I'd like a big glass-fronted building there, though. Go on. Uh, I think, you know, Ella Sandwich with its glass-fronted, you know, building, we've got the same thing with Starbucks again. It's very modern, very sleek, but the middle bit and indeed the other end of Disney Village is not very sort of modern and sleek looking. So if you start shoving in the sort of modern decor, I don't know, it's going to confuse things even more. So I'm glad it's where it is. And also, you know, you've got you've got the nice modern decor and you can look out over Lake Disney. That is nice, that is nice. But if, if we're talking about improving Disney Village and if we're saying the middle bit is the bit that needs the focus and the attention, surely, as we know, Disneyland Paris and Euro Disney, the company, they... They could really do with the money, couldn't they? They could, and they do it in bits. So I would rather yeah. have some bits done and know that it's getting done, and because it's still a bit, it's always it's a mashup anyway of different styles. Uh, like you say, Starbucks is in there looking very modern. Um, if the, if they even if they themed it so they all look very similar and they had different style glass windows and made it modern in a different way, I think if if even if it would look out of place, and I agree with you on that, and it's, it is nice where it is, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Maybe it wouldn't be an issue if it was in the middle because it would start to improve that area of a old and tired Disney village. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sort of, to be honest, I'm just a bit anti the whole sort of glass-fronted modern thing. You know, if, if, <laughs> if I'm going to go to Disney Village, I want some experience that I'm not going to have at some other shopping venue elsewhere. You can get glass-fronted modern buildings all over the place. You know, you go to a modern city, you find them. You go to London, Paris, you know, tiny cities. They've all got them. True. Disney Village, you know, I feel should have that sort of that unique theming. Like it, I suppose, did at the start and is now a bit confused. But nonetheless, you know, we've been talking about how much we love the world of Disney building with its big, grand Art Deco styling. You know, that's that's what I like. You know, the unique theming that you're not going to have anywhere else. The that's... modern stuff, I'm not feeling it. That's true. Um, we haven't mentioned this this episode. We seem to have mentioned it every other single episode we've ever had. Um, project, digital project mapping. I, I was wondering how we were going to work this in this episode, and I'm interested to see where you're going with this. Um, could we, or could they, uh, or, or us as um, voluntary Imagineers, <laughs> if, if you're saying you don't want glass fronted windows and you want something unique, what about a building that is kind of a blank canvas? That if and they then you just project, project things onto it. Project things onto it. Now, obviously, it needs to have some kind of 3D to it, because obviously, it would need to have a really, really strong, powerful projector with projector with so many lumens that we can't count them on our fingers to get through the daylight. But um, if they had just like a basic, even if it was Art Deco again, and it was all the brickwork and the nice archways and stuff like that, could they then change it up? So if it, if it was the Halloween season, for example, they could then just project the video mapping of spiders webs and big spiders crawling up the wall and ghosts in the windows uh, at christmas they could then project the decorations because at the, at the seasons even though they put little stalls in they don't do any decoration de- decorating of the uh, the decor of the buildings really mainly inside the shops if they do anything so this would be probably an expensive uh, way of doing it but once you've set it up you could have so many different themes you could have video projection mapping of all sorts of different things on the buildings that's a really interesting one. Um, I don't I don't know how I feel about that because I like, you know, I like the sort of fancy architecture and you can't really pull off particular details if you're going to be projection mapping and using it as a canvas, but 
No, I mean, the idea of adding in, like, you know, as you said, spiders' webs or Christmas decor just as a projection is quite fun. And I think that would definitely... I mean, it would really bring the place to life when you've got, say, you know, Disney Dreams finishes and then everyone, as a massive crowd, makes their way back down to the hotels. And then, you know, you've got projection mapping stuff going on. You know, the show sort of continues a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, the, your evening's not over. I don't know if you've seen the video... Um... That's been released on uh, Twitter and YouTube. Are you going to mention the Disneyland Resort's 60th anniversary plans? Um, possibly, if it involves Peter the Peter Pan Q area that's just opened. Oh, no, maybe not then. <laughs> so We've I, got different ones. So I'm not, so you can Projection tell me. Projection mapping everywhere. It is. Well, we're right on topic, aren't we? Because we... It seems to be our challenge to mention it in every single podcast, and that's going to and happen. Every... so far, we've done a very good job of that. We have. Uh, no, the Peter Pan Q area, which is rumoured, whether or not you believe it's going to happen in uh, Disneyland Paris. But if, you've, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to search for it, and I'll try and remember to post a link to it. Uh, I know it's not Disney Village, but it's projection mapping. Um, the Q area there is like um, a bedroom that's been set up, uh, part of the Peter Pan story. And there's a few different bits, uh, but the bit that sticks into my head is um, the Tinkerbell. So she's projection mapped uh, into the scene, and you can see her flying around. She's going in and out of drawers, physical drawers that are there. Then there's props that are moving, and the just the the quality, the effect that it's given, and the way that it made the queue area interactive is so amazing. They've got shadows that are projected onto the wall that look like the people in the queue, and they're, they're probably they, well, they actually could be the real people in the queue because you can move and interact. There's bits, that, the shadows that come down, and if you wave your hands, you can grab them and move them around, and they kind of interact with the guests in the queue area. Disney are investing a lot of money in this technology, and it's something that you can kind of, once you've got it, like with Disney Dreams, you can just keep adding or taking bits away, and you can add new different sections. So going back to Disney Village, if there was... So if we, get, if we forget about doing it as a whole building, which was a, a very extreme example, but even just for the small little details. So if you got away, if you've done away with those big giant inflatable balls that are different colours, and if you get it, go away with the big uh, columns and you just kept it simple but unique, Art Deco maybe of style, which I'm sure they could do, that could put some cladding on the front of the buildings to make it match um, the world of Disney. Then, like you say, we could... Have little bits hanging off, snow, Christmas maybe in the window on the window sills, just to make it look a bit more interactive and something different every time you visit. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I'm really I'm keen on this idea. This is good. We should suggest this. Hopefully, somebody will be listening to us from Imagineering. <laughs> we'll we'll leave what you were going to talk about uh, the 60th anniversary to another time if it's all right. Unless it. Uh... I think it's not really relevant to uh, Disney Village to be perfectly honest. So I'm sure so it's probably best we leave it. I'm sure we'll link back to it in a future episode uh, when we talk about projection mapping yet again. Um, oh yes, another brand, Starbucks coffee. Never been to. I've I've seen the outside of the building obviously, but I've never been in there. The only reason I would have went in there is if the Wi-Fi they offered was free, but you had to purchase something to get the free to get the Wi-Fi. So really? Ne- yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah oh, it was definitely paid. It wasn't free Wi-Fi, uh, so I never visited uh, Starbucks coffee. I'm not really a big coffee drinker. Um, no, nor am I. So I've never no, been there. Nobody's really mentioned it. Um, a lot it's, of, not, it's not a very exciting brand. We have them all over the place. That's true. And a lot of people, again, um, I know a lot of the American parks, they're a bit distraught that they're replacing some of the more traditional um, drinkeries and eateries in the parks with Starbucks coffee. Um, Are really? Yeah, in some of the uh, some areas, they're putting Starbucks coffee into the parks, yeah. Ooh, controversial. Definitely something I do not want them to do at Disneyland Paris. 
I agree. Happy for it to be in uh, Disney Village. Disney Village is definitely the place that's, for it. That's the place. If it's going to be anywhere, that's the place it's going to be. Nothing much to say there, really. It's a, it's a Starbucks, like any other Starbucks. Yeah. Sports bar. This always impresses me, the sports bar, mainly because when we go with our students and we've let them off free to the parks, we always pop there and the, 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 the tour company that we go with put on a free bar for the staff of about two or three bottles of beer and a few glasses of wine and a few snacks and we can uh, network with other teachers in the uh, in our country so that always uh, that's probably the only reason I've ever been to the sports bar but also I've watched a couple of Liverpool games on the big screen TV that's on the sports bar terrace in the past there were a few years ago it was quite easy just to sit there watch the telly not purchase a drink and you could, it's a place to like sit down and relax. But now they're getting quite good at uh, walking over and saying, if you haven't bought a drink or you're not buying any snacks, you have to vacate the area. Because a lot of people do use it as an excuse just to sit down because uh, there's lots of tables available. Yeah, the drink in there, it's quite expensive, as, as is most of the park, and is, as is France as well, actually. For a large lager, obviously they don't say a pint. For a big lager, a large lager, you are looking at around about seven or eight euros. And that was the last time I remember paying for one, so it's very expensive. Small selection of snacks to choose from, but really it's just like any bar. It's very small, actually. It's quite long and thin, so it's quite small, but it's never been totally packed to the rafters that I think it causes an issue, really. Again, I don't think we've had anyone really mention it No. in the uh, comments. Nobody likes drinking alcohol, basically, on the uh, on Twitter. So, <laughs> not, it not... is dry January, just... Just, yeah, not that they're not admitting to it anyway, if they do. There's two more on the list. Do you want to, I mean, do you, do you want to do the next one? I we mean, I, I think we're morally obligated to, but I've got I, so, a... I sort of feel like we're, we'll be stabbing some big Disney fans in the backs <laughs> if, we, if we even just mention its name. True. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what the press kit says, just because um, it's on there. McDonald's. If, if you're easily offended and oh, you're a big it. Disney fan, just stop listening now. Yeah, press mute Only for a few seconds. Only for like seconds. 30 seconds, then, um, then come back. Yeah, McDonald's, apparently it's supposed to represent an Italian theatre. Never seen that myself. Really? Yeah. Really? That's probably just them trying to make it sound good. It's set back quite a while, uh, back, quite far back into Disney Village, so luckily it is quite easy to miss it. I would hate to see the big arches of the uh, the M for McDonald's sitting in the park. Again, we're, yeah. s- we're saying we don't mind brands being there. Um, I would. I don't mind it being there because of where it is and because it's like hidden, ba- hidden back in the in, uh, the back of Disney Village. But, yeah, I will agree. I just, I just really don't like McDonald's as a no, brand. No, no, I don't like it. As I don't like it. I don't eat there. Um, the only place I have been there was for uh, for the only reason I've been there was I went for a Mac Flurry um, and I sat down for a few mates on the free Wi-Fi when that was the only place you could access free Wi-Fi. Or back um, in the day. Back in the day, and before I even bothered to pay like the two pound a day for my uh, contract uh, to get on, well, so many minutes of data and whatever. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, a couple of people have mentioned it, just basically saying that it is cheap and it's somewhere to go if you're in a rush. But yeah, that's all we're going to do. Um, yeah, but... mind you, I think I think Earl of Sandwich has really taken that sort of. Uh... That rollover as oh, it definitely has. Sort of just a quick, quick bit of food. You know, uh, I think everyone's Earl of Sandwich rather than McDonald's oh, now. Oh, it d- definitely is now, and it, it's just the quality difference as well. You can just, you, you just taste better quality. It is better quality. End of. Um, it's it Ben and Jerry's. It's is the last one. Yes, um, just, just a little one. Just a little just one. A little, little shack. I did actually eat from there in uh, May. I got a nice scoop of Ben and Jerry's on a waffle. 
with uh, a big dollop of squirty cream. Um, oh, lovely. Again, it's somewhere if you've just if you've left the uh, Disney Village back to the hotel for any reason and you pop them back in. Uh, if it's a nice day, it's a nice place to grab a little snack. It's normally quite quiet. There's a nice little seating area by the marina. Um, you get a nice view of uh, the Earl of Sandwich, and it's, yeah, it's just a nice place to sit and chill, really. Nothing else um, really to say about that. Nobody's mentioned it as a comment either on Twitter. So, I mean, you mentioned uh, sort of if you're just popping back to the hotels. I mean, certainly I find that you know I often would be popping back sort of midday while the queues in the parks are at their peak, and you can just sort of head out then and take a take a chill somewhere else and yeah actually Lake Disney's rather nice it and is. an ice cream from Ben and Jerry's why not why not Apart from you know the bank busting prices <laughs> that they charge that is true for such a small scoop um yeah. We, I, don't, I don't want to miss this one out. Uh, one of the comments Discovery Arcade made on Twitter, he said, obviously, Earl of Sandwich is it's fast and cheap and delicious. Um, but he says he usually goes there while he hops from one park to the other. Now, I wouldn't want to go all the way to the back of Disney Village while I'm popping from one park to the other park because they're so close to no, each no, other. No, no, it's, uh, it's a big detour. Now, if he's meaning it's because he doesn't want to, if he doesn't eat in the park and he wants to pop in to get something and he knows that he can, it's cheap it's fast, he knows it's lovely food, then fair enough. I'm not knocking you for doing that, but again, for me personally... I can, I can only imagine, to be honest, I, I, yes, it's cheaper, but I mean, the amount of time it would take just to walk down there, I'd, I'd rather just pay a little bit more and eat in the parks. I would as well. Just would, save the time. I would hop If I was hopping between my hotel and Disney Village or popping back for something, then yeah, if you're on your oh, way. Oh, definitely, yeah. I um, don't know about the parks, though. Well, we can, this, this, uh... is, this is the thing about Disney Village that sort of, in a sense, lessens how good Disney Village can be. If it was in between the two parks somehow, or if there was a third gate and it was the other side of Disney Village from the two parks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that would. I mean, that would really add some life to it. You know, you'd really get a lot more footfall then, as opposed to effectively just hotel guests. That is true, but isn't downtown Disney in America like completely separate to the parks anywhere? And... Well, it is, but then you've got to remember that in uh, Walt Disney World, you've got four parks and two water parks. Then you've got other venues that aren't Disney Village. So if you just jump, jump on a bus, jump on a boat, jump on a monorail, you end up somewhere. It's you know, it's it's on such a different scale that you know you're going to be travelling to get anywhere. So you can travel to Disney Village, whereas uh, downtown Disney, I mean, whereas Disney Village here, you know, it's it's also, you know, tightly packed in Paris that you, you're not really travelling anywhere. It's Everything's within walking distance. That's true. Um, next on the list is entertainment. Now, there isn't lots to choose from here. Uh, on my list, now people may laugh at this, the past entertainment I have got written down is the Lake Disney road train. Now, is that... I thought that was still running. Officially, from the research, it didn't mention it as a past entertainment um, list on the list. But I've been last few times I've been, I haven't seen it. And from what I've heard, just from speaking to people in the park, I heard that it wasn't anymore. And now, thinking about the security measures they've put in place, it used to go. That's true. It used to go through there, through Disney Village, at the edge of Disney Village, and up past the hotels. But now, because of that, there's no way for it to go. And I haven't seen it for the last two or three years that I've been there. So I'm going to go on my own instincts here and say that it's a past entertainment uh, offer. Again, if anybody's got any connections with Disney Village or Disneyland Paris, or if you're a cast member and you know it's still there, um, it probably does still exist. It's probably in a garage somewhere. 
but it uh, I haven't seen it working for quite a while. So currently we've got an offer, Buffalo Bills Wild West Show, which I haven't actually been to. I'd love to go, but I haven't had the opportunity or the correct trip to go there yet. Uh, we've got the cinemas, the 15-screen cinema with the IMAX. We've got the bowling and the games arcade. Panoramagic, uh, the balloon, and the Disney Village Marina. Um, there's also things like the Segways, which you can hire and uh, go off-road and go up around the park and stuff like that. Um, they also tried, and I'm not sure if they still do it anymore, they had these like taxi bikes that were on the ice skating rink because the ice skating rink uh, is kind of no more. You can't, At the moment, anyway, you can't hire any ice skates for that. Um, so that's been taken out as well. The main bit to talk about here really is Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show. Have you been in there, Simon? No, again, that's that's another one that I haven't, actually. So we're going to rely on other people for this, because I haven't either. I've watched all the videos, so I've seen what happens in there, but I haven't actually like tasted the atmosphere myself. Apparently, according to the press release, it's one of Disney Village's hottest venues. Again, we've got the fact that Mickey Mouse is involved in it as well. It's such an amazing experience, especially for the younger guests. So Buffalo Bill there, Sitting Bull, you've got Annie, the Rough Riders... And what makes it so special, especially for those who love food, is the fact that you can sit down while you're watching this show, uh, the award, award-winning show, I believe, and you can watch these uh, actors and characters uh, doing their Wild West stuff. Um, apparently it's been around for 22 years now and the, the public can't get enough and apparently they've just celebrated welcoming 10 million guests to Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. That's quite impressive. That's more than double the population of New Zealand. There we go, that's a nice little fact for you there. Um, the thing that gets me, though, is the price. Now, yeah. it says a, a ticket price up until March the 31st this year, 2015. Um, category 1 price is uh, €74 Euros for an adult, which I suppose if you are getting a show, and I can imagine if they were charging for the show, they would still charge about 30 or 40 euros for you to get in if they were charging tickets for it so you probably could argue that it is probably a decent enough deal but then if you've got to pay for a child who's free to 11 years old at 61 euros and you've got a few adults a few children you're talking a very very expensive meal there because it's normally we paid 110 euros for two of us and a little kid inventions and we thought that was expensive, but this again, it's and I would I've probably I would probably get more out of going to a character meet a character a, a eating experience in Inventions or Cafe Mickey, for example, rather than sitting far away and only having them as a show for you, like for everybody, rather than just you individually. It's a difficult one to know, really, having having not been there, having not seen the show, to know quite how good it is. Really, I mean, it's one of these things that they really hype up. Uh, and it's been there a long time, so I would imagine it's it's pretty spectacular. Oh yeah, from, from um, the again, vi- I just I just don't know. From the video I've seen, um, it it does look really good, and what the what the guys are doing is amazing, and they do put a lot of effort and a lot of uh, care into their work. Because obviously they've got the animals to look after, the horses, the buffalo, which funnily enough did uh, run wild. Well, one of them did run wild a few years ago in Disney Village, and there's lots of images on uh, the Twitter of uh, buffalo rampaging through Disney Village. Luckily, nobody was hurt. Um, yeah. but um, it's one of those things Yeah, we can't really say much about it because we haven't actually experienced it ourselves but I can just imagine sitting there wearing your cowboy hats, cheering your friends eating your authentic Texan meal it must be it must be, it must be, be really good and it probably makes the food taste even better than it is because of the atmosphere it creates yeah I mean uh, when we've talked about restaurants previously we've always said that we like a, a good atmosphere and what's, what's a better atmosphere than an actual show Sounds good, doesn't it? 
It does. It does say in the small print that it's uh, advanced re- uh, reservations are recommended, and it's not recommended for people with allergies or asthma. Um, so there's quite a lot of people in the world with allergies and asthma. Um, because <laughs> it says because the show features live animals and acts that rise the dust or raise the dust. So uh, yeah, not one for you if you uh, have a bit of an allergy there. Other types of uh, entertainment we've got: Billy Bob's Wild West Saloon. Um, I've been in, um, we completely forgot to mention on the food as well, it's probably because it's not in the press pack, but Lagrange, Lagrange, whatever you want to call it, it's the buffet, Tex-Mex style buffet, which is in Billy Bob's um, saloon. The food in there is buffet style food, it's really good, not bad price to be honest as well, but the good thing about it is, if there's entertainment happening in Billy Bob's uh, Western saloon, then you can hear it, you can kind of add to the atmosphere of being in uh, the Lagrange buffet style restaurant. Um, it's all you can eat as well, which is great for me. You pay one set price, get in there, eat all you can. Then you go for all as much as de- the dessert as you can get as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that Billy Bob's is the only place you can get the live concerts, the rock, the pop, the country. It does get some quite big acts as well in the world of country music and the world of uh, like pop and rock and stuff and blues. Uh, it's quite a good place to be as well, the atmosphere. There's not much I can say for that, really. It's not like it's... It doesn't seem to me anywhere, personally, from what I've seen. It, it probably is regular, but from when I've been in like the low seasons, there hasn't been many major um, like attractions to, on at the time. It's always been uh, just some music in the background. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you'd want something that's actually going to sort of draw you in there, that's going to draw a lot of people in there to make sure it's got the right sort of atmosphere. Yeah, and the, 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 neg- the, pro- the reason they probably can't do that all the time is that it is really relatively for such a for, for a big resort such as Disneyland Paris it is quite well it is kind of a, a smallish um, location uh, and smallish space for a building so if they had anything major on there they're going to have um, people queued out of the door and it'll probably cause a problem for them so the only yeah, but what is good what is good though is that it does host free dance lessons from 7pm onwards you've got salsa on Tuesdays rock on Wednesdays and country on Sundays there you go, and you can munch on tasty tapas as well, apparently. Oh, yes. Have you ever experienced one of these dancing lessons? Funny you mention that. It actually jogged my memory. I don't know if it was a dancing lesson, but there was definitely people line dancing while I was there a few oh, years really? ago. Yeah, they oh, were doing... Brilliant. So, again, it, it, things are happening there, but whether or not that's what every that's what everybody ex- expects as entertainment in an evening time, I don't agree with that. It does cater for a lot of people's tastes, but there are other people of other tastes that they're not really catered for anywhere else really because that Billy Bob's is and the Wild West show are probably very much it for entertainment in the evening so it brings us on to listeners opinions really because the cinema is a cinema more well it's normally in French so I've never really I've never been and watched a cinema uh, a film at the cinemas um, the IMAX I mentioned it before it is a really it's really big it's massive probably 500 600 seater really comfortable seats massive IMAX screen uh, we go in there for the conference which is actually coming up in 30 days we'll be there at the start of uh, March if it's well it's normally dark in there when the speakers are on and if you've had a long day in the park and the chairs are very comfortable <laughs> I probably mentioned this before in the first podcast but I know where this is going a lot of our students fall asleep so as long as so my the subject is that good is it well if, if it there are sometimes, occasionally, speakers who are a little bit boring and monotone. Um, oh, but there are, there's, there's still a lot of good speakers, so normally when they're on, everyone wakes up. 
But if there's somebody who's just, yes, I know I do this, and then I've done this, yeah, it's very easy to fall asleep in there. Lovely and warm, especially when it's uh, March and it's cold in Disneyland Paris. There's, it's cold, so you want to go in there. It's nice and warm. There's nice snacks. The chairs are so comfortable. It's, yeah... If you can, if you, again, it, it must be even, it must be just as good if you're watching a film. So um, it's nice. It's a nice cinema complex. The marina it offers um, like pedalos, boats, that kind of thing to go on to Lake Disney. So again, it's just uh, your average marina. Does it on the on the press pack? It says you have boatloads of nautical fun on Lake Disney, thanks to its pedalos, hydro bikes, and electric boats. The perfect time to relax. In May, it was open, but I didn't see anybody doing it. No, nor did I last time I was there, and that was uh, would have been June, July, summer, definitely, and uh, there wasn't really anyone making use of that. So I, I must admit, personally, if I was going all the way to Disneyland Paris, to Disney Village, the last thing I would want to do is get on a boat on a lake. Yeah. Do you have anything more to add on uh, Panorama Chic? I know you mentioned it earlier. Oh, yeah, um, I've done it for the first time in May. It takes you up 100 metres. It feels... It probably feels actually higher than that when you're up there. I've never done it in the night time. Uh, I would love to do it when it was evening. Uh, I was do- last time when I went in May. I done it in uh, the daytime. Um, apparently, it's the world's largest captive hot air balloon. It's really weird uh, when you get up there. Well, when you board the uh, Panorama Jeep, you it's kind of like a donut ring, and there's like a big wire that comes through the middle that attaches itself to the balloon, which winches it up and down. But you, when you're going up, you start to move. Well, it was a bit windy the day we went up. And it started to move sideways away uh, from the uh, this kind of station area, but the view down the uh, the avenue, the only avenue of Disney Village, you can see all the shops, and you start moving up. You can see the roofing area. You can actually see the the remains of the original um, Festival Disney idea and concept of Power Station, as our good old architect Frank mentioned um, when he started work on this uh, Disney Village uh, concept. But you can see um, the train station that comes up next. So you can see the main French uh, line going through and underneath the uh, walkway over to the parks. You can then see both parks as well. You can see the castle. You can see um, the Tower of Terror. But it is a really spectacular view. And it's definitely... Um, the price wasn't too bad. I think it was about 15... I'm going to make this up now, but I think it was about 15 euros... Um, for us to do that, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, That's not too bad, yeah. I would double-check the price, but I, I can always remember it being... Uh, I wouldn't have paid for it if it was stupid amount of money, but I, I paid for it, so it kind of been too bad. But yeah, the view was spectacular. If you want to see, if you love architecture, and you love the layout of uh, buildings, and you love the theming, it's great to see where things are, and the perspective of things as well, and the size of items, and where... It does give you a little sneak into some of the backstage areas, uh, mainly the ones in Disney Village, but you can see the conference venue, which is there, like the big tent. Um, mm-hmm. You can see some of the other... You can see the Disney Village car park as well, which I never... Re- I, I knew existed, but I've never seen it before. Obviously, I don't need to use that, but you can see the car parking and stuff like that. And Yeah, they're the boring sides of it, but it's just something new that you've never seen of Disneyland Paris before. And from a very different angle, being above it. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's, it, it makes a really good picture. Um, but I was carrying my son at the time, so I didn't get the best picture. So I haven't uh, been sharing those ones. Nikki DLRP Wonders said that Disney Village needs something more in terms of nightlife. We, we were saying there, the next next to Billy Bob's, there's hardly anything at all. She would love to see something like Hurricanes Nightclub back. 
again, it kind of caters for a different market, doesn't it? If Billy Bob's is for the people who like entertainment-wise, uh, country, pop, that kind of thing, when we could use Hurricanes, and it was Hurricanes, more of a nightclub, the dancey type of music, and it was open till late at night. But then again, in my opinion, do you want to have... Because I, I associate nightclubs with drunk people being naughty when they're drunk, and that's not the kind of thing you want to have at it's a Disney resort. It's not very Disneyland Paris, is it? So I don't, think I, I don't think I would like a Hurricanes nightclub back, but it definitely needs something else, either a theatre where they, they can put on a stage show and change it every year, or even if it's just... Um, even if like people call... Oh, an IDLP gig goes on to say this in a minute, but Streetmosphere, he uses that word. Even if it was like entertainers, jugglers, or somebody on the side of a street, and I've just stole that from him without realising it. Um, it's something that they need to think about. Even the, the play Disney Radio, if there was big screens that were showing different... Um, for Again, for the seasons, just different characters or different scenes... Even though that wouldn't be enough, it would be something extra which we need. It would add something just for now until they planned more entertainment in the area. NIDLP Geek, when he emailed and we split it up, the third and final thing he said was it's definitely the worst aspect of Disney Village when he's talking about entertainment. There really isn't much. Billy Bo- uh, Buffalo Bills, while it's a good show and very, uh, he recommends it as well, it's extremely overpriced and doesn't really call for repeated viewings. So if you've been once... You're probably not going to go again, especially because of the price. Occasionally, he says the village will have random performances, such as the juggler. Uh, I didn't know that. And an, and an illusionist uh, during the Halloween period. I think it's on that little stage just there, isn't it? Although, yeah, they sort of they can sort of put up stages as well. Yeah, but I've seen things like that. The only I think thing... I saw a trampoline act. Really? I've been there once. So these are the things that the need, you need to know that every time you go, no matter what season, something is going to happen. Yeah. Now, this is something. Now, they might. I haven't been to Butlins or a Haven holiday camp in Britain for quite a long time now, but that's something that they do quite good entertainment, isn't it? Now, I'm not saying they need to go down the Butlins route of getting dead cheesy acting, but they've got, like, different venues that have different type of shows. They've got, they've got entertainment aimed at younger, younger children, you've got entertainment for, like, teenager types, you've got entertainment for I don't know 20s to 30s or 20s to 40s then you've got entertainment for the old generation as well they could they could do with a venue or even if they opened up um, the Hurricanes but changed it completely so it was more like a entertainment type of show type venue where not big stage shows but just small little cabaret style acts were on somewhere to go to sit down and watch entertainment while you're having a little drink and a, and a little bite to eat they just need something else, don't they? Yeah, that's something else that just gives it a little bit more life and vibrancy. NIDLP Geek goes on to say that the streamosphere is just too rare to be classed as enough entertainment for the area. I guess I was, going on, I was going on to say I haven't witnessed any of this entertainment at all. The only thing I've seen on the stage are little kids dancing around or falling over because the stage is wet because it's been raining. Um, he says <laughs> yeah, seen that too. more really must be done to make Disney Village a more attractive place and one people will actually want to be other than just to stop and shop and eat so yeah a lot of people if I want food and I'm not in the parks I'll go to Disney Village I'll get my food I'll go to the shop I'll get what I want and then I'm walking out of there and I'll, unless of course I need to stay for a student but then I'm not there's no entertainment um, no. if there was something for me I mean, to it's do the, it's the entertainment that sort of makes you stay isn't it yeah like makes you come back as well not everybody goes to the shops every visit i'm sure there's people who if they visit it quite a lot 
they're going to go, well, I've, I'm, I'm not buying merchandise every time I visit the parks, but maybe they would use it, spend more money in Disney Village if there was entertainment that was changing on a regular basis. Yeah, I think you're right there, definitely. I think that's as far as we can go with entertainment. Cause there with entertainment, much... yeah. I mean, in fairness, we've talked for a fair amount of time, well, you've talked for a fair amount of time, on <laughs> entertainment, considering actually the point that we were making is that there's it... really not much of it. There's nothing at all. <laughs> Some more generic uh, listener opinions now, and then we'll go on to what we would like and what we would wish for um, for Disney Village before we wrap it up. Andrew Jackson, uh, via email, um, said, Regarding Disney Village, it needs a second street going from the arcade. It, uh, it does say joining on the McDonald's, but that would make McDonald's bigger and easier to see. So maybe another street, yes, but near McDonald's. Yeah, def- definitely on the second street idea. Unless Making the... Disney Village a bit bigger, bringing in more shops, yep. even... more restaurants, everything, just to make it bigger, more lively. If there were to open another shop uh, on the other side, or sorry, another avenue or another street, if they were to theme that properly or how they want it in a consistent manner, they could then possibly, if they like, replicate some of the, or even move the current shops into a new avenue, and then they could then use what was left behind the old avenue and then kind of refurb that and then put different entertainment, different shops into that end as well. Kind of like when, um, I don't want to make this a football podcast, but when Liverpool Football Club are expanding their um, stadium, they're not going to knock down the stand and have so many seats missing and lose out so much money. They're going to build around it on top of it and then open it up. So that, that could be a way Disney could do it. They could kind of build some shopping units on a new street, open the shops in there, even if it's just a temporary basis. So they've then not lost any shopping. They haven't lost any restaurants. And then they can work on building a new area, um, which is more um, a, well, a better theme or a newer theme. Could be a way to do it. He says, to include relocation of some Disney shops from the Main Street and some uh, one-off shops. This would allow some other stores to fill in uh, the empty space left on the Main Street, which he feels would reduce the feeling you sometimes get of seeing that and done that, um, which you do get. You, you go there, yeah, I've been there, been there, been there. Nothing new, like we said. It needs to be something that's going to make you want to come back, something that changes, even if it's just every year. Um, it should also have at least two key features, or as Disney says, weenies. So we're saying think of downtown Disney with the T-Rex Cafe um, and Splitsville. Uh, that would be a good fit, he says. Um, yeah, but... I mean, I think World of Disney is probably fulfilling that sort of category. Maybe maybe the Buffalo Bills show. I'm not sure. But yeah, just that sort of... I mean, an aesthetic thing, really, that's just so grand and magnificent that is the feature of Disney Village. Like, you know, say... In the theme parks, you know, you, you've got the big features of each land. Well, maybe Disney Village needs that as well. That's true because a lot of you'll see people, and you'll, when you when you see the photographs on uh, Flickr or the Facebook, it's always not always the same pictures, but everybody has a picture of Big Thunder Mountain. Everybody has a picture of the Tower of Terror. Everybody has a picture of Space Mountain, but not many people ha- will have or make an effort to take pictures of something in Disney Village. Probably the world of Disney, you're probably right there. It is such a lovely building that is probably something that people take pictures of, um, especially with the Mickey and Minnie statues outside. Um, but there's nothing else once you get past that. Um, Andrew then says, moving away from the future, he can't decide if all the barriers work. 
but it does make it quicker to get into the parks if staying on site. It also stops all the street sellers from ruining the Disney magic. Um, and he also remembers seeing armed police, which we mentioned before. I like the barriers. Uh, I think it, Disney, it, it looks a bit bare without the sign, Disney Village and the ribbon effect. But again, that's old, that's old school. We need to move on. They've completely gone now. Um, because we don't, nobody uses that as an entrance to Disney Village, really. You can get through a checkpoint there, um, but it, it does kind of lack an entrance. Yeah, I suppose so, but then again, maybe you want it to be seamless, you know, as if, you know, Disney Village is sort of all of the resort that isn't the parks and the hotels. I mean, it's, a, it's I, I think of it really as a sort of transition between the hotels and the parks, so I'd, I don't mind the idea of there not being a set entrance yeah nothing more I can say to that really uh, <laughs> it does yeah I can see what you mean it, 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 it needs something though I believe it needs to have some kind of signage that says to people even if you do it at the other end when you're coming from the uh, hotels just something that says like Disney Village apart from because all you see at the moment is the green tent and a barrier doesn't look very um, appealing even no, if the it's theme, not very Disney, is it? So even if they could think of a way of theming that, because the, the tents are going to stay there, they're, they're built as temporary structures, but they need to do something permanent. So even if it's an Art Deco style, which has archways, which has the um, the security guards in it, then you could have a nice neon Disney Village sign or however you want it to be. Um, but I, I think it does need something to say, this is Disney Village, rather than just, oh, there's some shops here, I'll walk over there. Yeah. No, I think you could be right there. Um this was a late email that Isaac sent in. He sent it in this morning. So you haven't got a copy of this on your sheet, I don't think. Uh, so I'll oh, go. This is going to be a surprise for me hot, then. Hot off the press. Uh, Isaac says, I think things need to change at Disney Village, which we agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks the fantastic world of Disney Store is a major step in the right direction. Again, we agree with that. When he leaves Disneyland Park or even Walt Disney Studios, he wants the high-quality Disney attention to detail experience to continue as he enters the village. Uh, seeing the Mickey and Minnie statues does continue that field of magic, but once you pass that point, it's just bland, forgettable. He'd uh, personally like to see um, the village have more of a buzz about it, live music and other streetmosphere. Perhaps some sort of food market selling food. That does happen in the spring. Um, probably will happen in summer as well if they're bringing the Frozen Summer Festival in. Um, so they are starting to include a little bit more of um, like street sellers uh, in little huts. Um, you'd like to see some attractions come to the village. Nothing e-ticket worthy, obviously. Uh, but we've got Panoramagic. Um, could we not have something like uh, Mr. Litwax Arcade from Wreck-It Ralph added? Just something, That's quite a cool idea. It is very good idea. Uh, just something to do after a day in the parks, which would end the day nicely. Uh, he says, I hate being negative about Disneyland Paris. He loves the place, but personally, he'd just love to see an improvement to that area of the resort. And I think you and I are very much in agreement with that. We definitely are. Definitely completely in uh, agreement with that. The Wreck-It Ralph idea there, Mr. Litwax Arcade. Again, That's a very cool idea. It's linked in with an IP. People will love the film. People are going to use it more. Why not? Um, before we uh, uh, run it off to the... Well, run it off. Before we finish and wrap it up uh, with our iTunes reviews, is there anything else you want to add? What would you... like? If you could, if there was one thing you could do if you had unlimited pot of money, what would you like to do to improve Disney Village? Re-theme <sighs> mm, uh, it. Re-theme the whole street and have a proper, coherent theme. I mean, I wouldn't mind if it sort of 
you know, one end was different to the other end, but so long as there's a sort of transition and it's seamless, as opposed to this current situation where we've got the Art Deco at one end, we've got the sort of modern, frankly, what I would call unthemed at one end, and then this weird hangover from the original design in the middle. That's that's just not good enough. That's not Disney. We need something that is, as I said, something that's coherent, something that's properly themed. I, I don't mind, frankly, what the theme is. It just needs to be properly themed and all throughout Disney Village. So would that come... Well, obviously, that's more, your most important uh, idea, and that's what you would like to do. Would that come before entertainment to you? Would you rather it look and feel... A better theme, or would you rather... Yes, I think so. I, I, I think if you've got the entertainment... Uh, sorry, if you've got the you know, the architecture and whatever there, you would need the entertainment less. I think the entertainment's vital at the minute because, quite frankly, you know, the general atmosphere isn't that nice. Whereas, if you redid the place with a proper theming, then you've got that atmosphere then. You don't need other things going on to distract you from it because the place itself is gorgeous. The place itself would have that lovely atmosphere. Totally agree with you on that one. It kind of backs it up as well by thinking about what they've done with the Ratatouille area, Plaster Remy. Yeah, exactly. You've got that sort of Walt Disney Studios park that is really not got much going for it. And then suddenly you've got La Plaster Remy, which is gorgeous and beautiful. And you don't need any of the distractions that we'd ask for throughout the rest of the park because that area of the park is just so lovely and beautiful. Yeah, so it's got the store, it's got the um, the bistro, Cher uh, There is music pumping in there. Obviously, it gives it the feel of France, uh, the feel of Paris. But there's, apart from occasionally, they have some street atmosphere um, with some singers and some musicians, but it doesn't need anything else. Just like you say, the theming, the, the Disney um, feel to it, that is it. So if they did do the same to Disney Village, if they themed it perfectly, put the atmosphere music in there, a few people danced, dotted around with musical instruments, doing some entertainment, that would be enough to satisfy me, to be, good, to be honest. It would be plenty for me. But I mean, again, as you said, the question was if you had an infinite pot of money. And unfortunately, Disney doesn't. And frankly... With the limited amount of money that it has, I'd really rather they spent it on the parks anyway. That is true. iTunes reviews. Now, we said a couple of episodes ago, or it could have been last episode, that we're getting... Well, we didn't have many iTunes reviews. We've now got quite a few, and luckily they're all five-star ratings as well. Now, Hooray! Thank you very much. I have had to uh, change my um, Disney... Well, not Disney. My iTunes store three or four times to collect all the information... We've got some from the USA, we've got some from Germany, some from UK, and uh, some more from Ireland as well. So if you would like to go through some of the uh, iTunes reviews from the USA. Yeah, so from our American cousins across the pond, we've got a one five-star review saying, Great information about Disneyland Paris Resort. Hosts are knowledgeable, friendly, and funny. That's very kind of you. I don't think we've necessarily lived up to the knowledgeable part of that today, but (laughs) there we are. I would disagree with that. We are very knowledgeable. It's our knowledge. It's what we know. Oh, yes, that's true, yes. (laughs) And another five-star one from the USA saying, Podcast is great to learn the fun details about the rides you'd never learn on your own. I love it. I love it too. I agree. I like the title as well. They've they've titled it Perfect Podcast. Perfect Podcast. These guys are so good at flattering, aren't they? (laughs) I know, I'm blushing now. Germany, 
five-star review, very informative and great hosts. Um, two hosts, which listening to is a pleasure, and the rumours about Space Mountain's future talked about in a very entertaining way. Looking forward to the next show. Um, UK, where the home is. Uh, five-star, another good DLP podcast. Obviously, talking about dedicated DLP. I particularly like how one area of the Disney parks or Disneyland Paris is discussed per episode. A very cool touch. Great listen. Keep up the good work, guys. Five star. It could have thought of a better title, but Rory said, great. It's full of really in-depth and interesting Disneyland information. I like that. Short to the point. Unlike us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just sit here and waffle on about this, that and the other. That's, that's two hours we've done now, by the way. I know. It's definitely going to be a two... Uh, we'll do a, do a two-parter. I'll try and find a great place to have a... Um, coming soon or a cliffhanger and we'll Ooh, do a cliffhanger it'll be a two-parter another one from ireland and i love the uh, we haven't mentioned some of the names of the people who have given us these but this five-star review we have to need we have to read the name out yes we do uh, great podcast from sponge bob's andy no sponge bob's andy pantage <laughs> or sponge bob sandy pantage whichever way you want it it's either sponge bob's andy pantage or, or it's sponge bob sandy SpongeBob. Pantage. anyway whatever it is Thank you for your five-star review. It's fantastic to have a great po- another great podcast about Disneyland Paris. I'm hooked. The sound is great, and each episode just flows with no awkward silences. That's a good, that's a good uh, example of our editing skills there. Um, <laughs> it's great to have a mixture of facts, opinions, and fan feedback about the many different areas of Disneyland Paris. Oh, we do love our fan feedback. But without the show, we would only speak for about 10 minutes, and there'd be nothing else to talk about. I think that's very true. I think we could probably do more than 10 minutes. <laughs> well, we would... Whether it be an interesting 10 minutes that's or true. however much longer we'll... is, is a different matter entirely. Well, but nonetheless, yeah, you're definitely right. This, uh, the feedback that we get from you guys is fantastic and it really makes the heart and soul of this. I think it's time to wrap it up now. It is after two hours, yeah. Two hours or two one-hour episodes, depending on how you've listened to it. That's true, <laughs> yes. Well, it definitely gives us a month to sort the next one out. That's true. Will um, we be having a uh, quiz for this? Oh, yes, definitely. This show? Okay. There'll definitely be a quiz. Now we've got this press pack, I've got the facts we can use as well. I don't have to make it up. <laughs> I don't, yeah. just, to, just to tell you, I don't make it up. It is researched fully. Um, the next uh, episode will focus on something else. We're going to be focusing on attractions that are based in Fantasyland. We're only going to focus on one, but we want you to decide. Are we going to talk about Peter Pan, or are we going to talk about It's a Small World? As usual, we want you to let us know. You can either email us at podcast at magicaldlp.co.uk. You can message us on Twitter, Facebook, or uh, through comments on our website at magicaldlp.co.uk. Will we so, have a poll there for... Uh... We can put a poll on there as well, yeah. It's a small world versus Peter Pan for the next podcast. Peter Pan or it's a small world, the decider. So what we normally try to do, we'll have the poll on there. I will then count up all the people on Twitter that have said Peter Pan or it's a small world. If it's a draw, we'll decide. I'll probably go for one. Simon will go for the other and we'll have to have a fight to work out the uh, winner. Oh, yes. Which is quite hard when you're doing it over Skype, but we'll find a way. It's a challenge, <laughs> but it's, it's a challenge worth accepting. 
It is. Uh, and don't forget, if you like what we are doing, like a lot of people do, um, and you wouldn't be listening to us probably if you didn't like what we were doing, don't forget to leave us a five-star review if you are using iTunes. If you're using another podcast provider, if they have reviews available, which most of them do, um, don't forget to leave us a review there. I know we're linked on Stitcher. Uh, we're also linked on podcast.de in Germany. So if you are listening uh, to us through those platforms, don't forget to leave us a lovely top star rated review um, yeah, we really do appreciate it oh we do indeed that leaves us just to say thanks for joining us for episode 5 could be 5.5 as well by the time you listen to this bit that was Magical Disneyland Paris the podcast until next time that's goodbye from me and goodbye from me goodbye goodbye